Welcome to Prime Primetime Action, hour number two, live from the South Point. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Um, tossing around that uh, those receiving yards numbers uh, again during the break. Um, and before we we'll, – we'll get back to this after we update the scores. But you made some other good points about Jerry Judy and and just maybe over on all three is the answer. I think if, the if those were available here, I would bet over on all three of them. Right. I was going to say that that was the that was the Matt Brown point during the break of uh, which we usually say on air. <laughs> if I could bet those here in Vegas, yes, yeah, yeah, but I, we can't. But we can't. Yeah, I mean the, the the deal with Pitts, like I just think the Falcons are going to pass a million times. Like I th- they might be the most pass heavy team in the NFL this this year. And you know we were, we were talking about last year. And yes, Julio Jones missed some time with injury, but you know Russell Gage beat this 750 number last year and there's probably some people listening right now who are very big sports fans who are probably pretty big football fans who are going who's Russell Gage yeah. you know no it's and true it's a guy who, who who had to fill in had to get a bunch of snaps whenever Julio went down and uh but he was just a you know he's just a small little slot guy and he he went over that total in this so you know again I just I think I would bet all I'd bet the over on all three if I could yeah the other thing is just from a, a human standpoint imagine having an under and living through that for 17 games on any of these guys right that's a brutal bet to have in your pocket well not 17 games because if you made it like now it's 17 games plus you know four months <laughs> I mean geez it would be brutal uh all right some score updates going on here NBA Suns uh up on the Cavs 98 96 seven minutes remaining in the game that would be a rough loss for them. Hornets up on the Pistons, 82-74. Ten minutes left to go in that one. Hornets are 10.5-point live favorites, 203.5. You're live total. Uh, third quarter just getting started in Milwaukee. Bucks lead eight, still 66-58. to uh, Bucks 6.5 live and 243 is your live total. Kings lead the Thunder, 55-43. 45 seconds to go in the first half in that game. Warriors up on the Pelicans, 57-56. to We are at halftime now. That just happened. Pelicans a one-and-a-half point live favorite, 227-and-a-half live total. Mavericks up on the Heat, 55-52. to Two minutes remaining in the first half in Miami. Mavericks one-and-a-half live, 221-and-a-half. Your live total over in Major League Baseball. Marlins still have a lead over the Diamondbacks, three to two, top of the eighth. If you wanted to hop in live, you can get four to one on the Diamondbacks. Uh, Braves up on the Nationals, six nothing, top of the seventh. Uh, Phillies leading the Brewers, six to one, top of the sixth. Astros and Yankees still tied at three in the top of the six, uh, minus one fifteen both ways live currently. Nine and a half is your live total shaded to the under. Red Sox leading the Tigers, eight to three, top of the fifth. Gill holding out for runs here. Uh, Tigers, Let's 20 to go. 1 live. 14 and a half live total. All we need is a six-run round. Knocking on the door. That's all you need. Yeah. Knocking yeah. on the door And here. one is already plated with nobody out. There you go. There you go. Twins uh, leading the Rangers 2 to 1, top of the fifth. Uh, the Rangers are plus 240 live. Twins minus 300. And seven and a half is your live total in that game. Royals leading the Indians 1 nothing, bottom of the third. Royals minus 150 live Indians plus 126 and a half live total there. White Sox up on the Reds four nothing top of the fourth. White Sox minus 450 live Reds four to one uh, and ten and a half your live total in that game. Dodgers Cubs scoreless bottom of the fourth in that game over in the NHL. Bruins leading the Devils two to one end of two. Bruins minus 650 live Devils plus 450 five and a half. 
heavily shaded to the under is your live total. Hurricanes leading the Blackhawks 3-2, 14 minutes left to go in the game. If you wanted to hop in live, you can get plus 525 on the Blackhawks. Six and a half, your live t- total shaded to the over. Penguins up on the Flyers, 3-2, end of two. Uh, Penguins minus 400 live, Flyers 3-1. to one. And the Islanders have a 3-2 lead over the Sabres. 12 minutes left to go in that game. Sabres plus 475 live if you wanted to hop in there. Six and a half your live total shaded to the over. Jason Hayward, solo shot to lead off the bottom of the fourth against Trevor Bauer. Cubs up on the Dodgers now 1-0 as the Cubs go for the sweep of the Dodgers. The Dodgers lose this. What are they, 17-14? and Wow. (laughs) Keep losing games because I want to bet the Dodgers again. Just keep right. losing. Worse for me. Yeah. By the way, eight to three now, uh, Kelly, with runners at first and second and nobody out in the top of the fifth for the Tigers. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, the only other observation with those scores, the Phoenix game being tight with the Cavaliers. If you're holding one of those Phoenix Suns 16 to one Pacific Division title tickets and you thought you were free, you're like, okay. Don't make this any harder than it has to be. Can you beat the Cavaliers? Yeah, I love the NBA though. That was like that was a one point game, whatever. Then I look over, it's a seven point game. Like <laughs> quickly, the Suns one hundred three ninety six. Yeah. All right. Um, here's a man who will who will remind me very quickly never to bet on the Tigers again. I'm sure it's a lifelong Tigers fan from FanGraphs, host of the Sleeper in the Bus podcast. It's our buddy Paul Spore. Paul, what's that hat? Oh, it's a uh, it's a snow cone. It's <laughs> called a Raspa. It was a specialty series by the uh, Corpus Christi Hooks. And when I saw it, I had to get one. Snow cones are fantastic. <laughs> Snow cones are indeed fantastic. Uh, Paul, I, uh, I made what I believe is the mistake. We'll find out here momentarily. Uh, betting your Tigers first five. Oh, uh, yeah, no, terrible mistake. Terrible mistake, as it, as it looks. It was a fate of Nick Pavetta. Uh, but the Red Sox just absolutely rolled Mike Fulmer. It's eight to three in the top of the fifth. Tigers making some noise here in this uh, half inning. Uh, your Tigers are are sort of getting in that range, and we always caveat everything here early by saying it's early in the season. We know it, but uh, this could be an epically bad season based on the standings right now. Do you think that they will sustain this horrific pace? No, I mean. It really has been the offense, which interestingly I thought was a little bit of a strength because they had like kind of capable major leaguers up and down the lineup. Some of, you know, I thought they were fielding a better lineup than they had in in recent years during the rebuild, um, bringing Scope back, uh, Candelario breaking out. He's actually been one of the only guys doing well. Ramos coming in, Grossman coming in. Grossman's getting on base, but little else. The rest of the outfield's just terrible. Miggy's so cooked, it's unbelievable. Um, it just really hasn't gone their way. The thing of it is, if the offense regresses, um, you know, to at least their level, uh, like they get to their level, I think the pitching's good enough, uh, and I put that in quotes, you know, relative to the Tigers, that they probably won't have a historically bad season because there's been some good pitching performances. Boyd's been really nice. Jose Ureña's been incredible. Uh, Fulmer had been pitching well prior to tonight's shellacking. Few good pieces in the bullpen as well. Not, again, nothing great, but something where you're like, okay, you know, if they hit a little bit with this pitching, plus maybe a Matt Manning coming up during the year, maybe they got something. But right now, it's horrible. And frankly, I'm fine with that as a Tigers fan because I want one more dud year, one more great pick, because I really think next year is when they need to start turning a corner and showing some signs of improvement. Eight and 21 out of the shoots, Tigers. It's rough. 
Could be rough. Could be better. Could be better. Could be better. <laughs> could be. Paul, let's uh, let's take a look at one of these games. It's about to. We'll have first pitch here in about a half an hour, and that is the Rays and the Angels. Shane McClanahan against Alex Cobb. Right now, Cobb and the Angels a little bit of a favorite here, about minus one fifteen, one twenty. It's about about even money on the comeback on the Rays. Uh, let's talk about McClanahan a little bit. I mean, this is a guy super hard throwing lefty. We've seen. One start for a huge prospect. We saw, you know, one start, went four innings. He struck out five, didn't walk anybody. Um, did, did give up two earned, but had a, just a huge 23% swing and strike percentage on mm-hmm. all that. But then the only problem is, is he's going up against the Angels who, like, never strike out against left-handed pitching. So what do we think in this one? Alex Cobb, uh, you know, so so far so good for him. Yeah, Cobb actually is one of those guys that you definitely need to look at the underlying numbers for because if you just get hung up in his ERA, you're going to say, oh, he's been terrible this year, 716 ERA, 178 whip. And those numbers aren't good, and he certainly contributes to them to a degree with a 13.2 hits per nine, but his strikeout and walk rates have been fantastic, as has Cobb's home run rate. So everything says that he's going to get that ERA and whip back in order with a little bit of uh, just some regression to the mean with what he's got. But as far as McClanahan goes, he's really intriguing. You know, prospect for the Rays, so it's always kind of a wild card of how long they're going to let them go. They usually do not push guys like that. In fact, even in his debut, which was going really well, he only went four innings, but sits 98 from the left side with a devastating slider. Has more than a show-me change. He actually used it 14% of the time. Um, you know, the not walking anybody was was is what's really impressive with him. With his nastiness of stuff, the fact that he does not give out free passes is really impressive. He has kind of a reliever future, according to a lot of prospect folks, mainly because of his size, I think, more than anything else with McClanahan. But that doesn't mean that he can't start in the interim here. I'm pretty intrigued by the Rays uh, as, the, as the bet tonight. I know they're not getting a huge number or anything, but even if he only does go, you know, four or five innings for McClanahan, I think their bullpen can handle it. And then as far as Cobb, you know, again, he's had some bad results despite some some good underlying stats there. I think they can get enough runs. I think the most interesting part here is that you mentioned McClanahan might be hard-pressed to get those strikeouts against this offense because it can be challenging as a lefty. But I still think he does enough to get it done and uh, get the Rays to win tonight. Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers. Uh, Kershaw pulled uh, early-ish today after getting beat up by the Cubs. Cubs uh, beat the Dodgers in the first of the doubleheader, the seven-inning doubleheader, 7-1. to one. Kershaw against Hendricks. I was asking this earlier out loud um, about a guy like Kershaw. Do you, when you see a performance like this, I don't know what your current stand is on Kershaw, what it has been the last year. You'll remind me. Um, But when you see a performance like this, how much of that do you chalk up to the squirreliness of an early start, just a weird sort of start time? It's not the routine. Or how Mm -hmm. much of this can be attributed to, well, it's just, you know, it's Clayton Kershaw getting, you know, to the other side. And every once in a while, he's going to have a game like this. I mean, I think it's a mix of both there where it's like, hey, you know, he he can have bad games like anybody can. He's not immune to that. Um, despite how well he pitches. I mean, this only moves his ERA one, one run or one inning, four runs only moves his ERA to 295 on the season. I mean, he'd been yeah. fantastic to this point. And so I think it was something where they just saw that it wasn't going well. He didn't have it. Why push it? Seven inning game. Uh, yeah, it's going to put a little bit of a burden on the bullpen, especially with another game on deck at that point. 
But they only ended up using three more pitchers to get through it with Santana, Nelson, and Vesey and going 2-1 and 2 respectively uh, because obviously the Cubs didn't have to bat in the seventh. So it's not the same as pulling a guy in the first, obviously, of a nine-inning game. I mean, you know, I'm not breaking ground when I say that. But the dynamic is so much different that they saw him with 39 pitches in the first inning, and they say, you know what, we got to protect him here. And what, what, what good do we really get if he fights out two more innings here, even three more innings? Let's go to the pen. They feel fine about that. I kind of respect the move. It's a tough, it's a tough move to make, and I, I wonder if Kershaw, you know, pushed back against this and said, "No, I can go back out there. I'm fine." And they said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and go with this, and maybe this saves a, a skipped start down the line because this is this is essentially a skipped start, right? It's 39 pitches, so I don't really have a problem with it. It doesn't, you know, um, worry me about Kershaw in general. He's shown great skills. He's literally never been bad. I mean, even his first year when he had a 426 ERA, that's not bad. And then since then, he's been the best pitcher in baseball most of the time, if not a firm, you know, top 10 to 15 guy. He's never been bad. He's not bad this year either. I got no problem with it. Paul, I want to look at one of these, the the late game tonight, and the Pirates and the Padres. And if you look at this line right now, so Padres are up to minus 265 favorites over at DraftKings. Denison Lamette only went 29 pitches and got pulled because of injury in his last start out. So even if he is healthy, you got to think he's got a pretty short leash in this one. Um, I understand the Pirates aren't very good, but Mm -hmm. at some point these prices just get out of hand and you just have to kind of bet them on principle alone. I mean, you're getting plus 220 on the return here, maybe even a little bit better at some of these, you know, some of these other books out there. I see a 225 available as well. Um, you know, I, to me, I'm almost, I'm almost tempted here because the price seems like it's just gotten out of hand. Yeah. And, and, and there's these, these plays like this, that, that obviously experienced handicappers like the folks listening and, and y'all know for sure that you just, you kind of have to play. You're almost forced to because the number is so enticing and and it's absent the team. You're playing the number at that point more than anything else. Is this a fair enough number against essentially the, the Padres bullpen after what? two to four innings. I think four is probably the max from Lamette tonight. And and then just yesterday, it was a bullpen game for the Padres. So are they even going to be ready to handle a, a big bullpen game here? I don't love the the Pirates either. I mean, obviously, I, I don't think they're a good team really in the slightest, but I do think that it is the right move here to play them. I just think that the number is too big with a struggling Lamette and a bullpen that was taxed yesterday. My only big concern here is I really, I'm really out on Mitch Keller. I've really, uh, I, I'm just not seeing it from him. He's somebody I did like as a prospect, and I've been excited about the last couple of years, but he's just not making progress. I wish there was a better starter, but I think this is one of those ones where you take the teams out of it, you see too good of a number based on the situation that the Pirates are facing, you hold your nose and you take it for maybe a half unit instead of your your full bet. Yeah, the uh, I guess the only counter argument, because I always bring this up with Denilson Lamette, is because I always think he he should be closing for them. He should be like a one guy through the order. Last year, first time through the order, uh, the slash line against him, 102, 185, 122. Just That's nuts. sick. That's nuts. So in, in some ways, this might be the best way to deploy him. I don't True. know how you feel about that. It, well, it depends how healthy he is right now, though, too. I yeah. think your point. 
your point stands up well with regards to how disgusting he is uh, at the outset of a game and, and does tire out a little bit later. And that's when his two pitches uh, gets exposed to the fact that he only has two, especially if one starts to fade a little bit. Uh, I don't think you wanted more uh, more runs from the Red Sox here. I guess it is the bottom of the fifth, so you've oh, already no, probably I'm lost done. your I'm bet. Done. Yeah, but I'm Hunter Renfro went yard. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear you on that with Lamet. So it really comes down to whether or not he's actually healthy. Can he get through a full time through? Uh, because he is exceptional, and he is for his career as well. 585 OPS, it jumps to 623, and then 846 that third time through. So you know he's never going to see that third time through. The the bet here for me is that. I don't know that he's necessarily healthy. And I do think it's a pretty big number to bet on somebody that I don't know you can really expect more than three innings from. And then you have turned over to a little bit of a fatigued bullpen. So I I totally understand the counters. Keller's terrible. Lamette can be nasty for three innings. The Padres are markedly better than the Pirates. I'm just with Matt that the number's probably gotten too high. Yeah, I w- I w- I'm not advocating a bet on San Diego, just a caution, uh, another caution sure. against betting on the uh, Pirates there. So and and they're the pirates. Don't and they're the pirates. And they're the yes, pirates. yes. That's and, the biggest and, and they're the pirates. Um, we actually have this kind of teed up to, to to come on right here. Jacob Degrom, you know, as we enter today, Cy Young odds minus one twenty five. He's been the Degrom that we thought he was going to be. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Gets scratched today, has a tightness in his right side, says it's a lat type thing or whatever. I mean, we've, I can't imagine. The Mets would do anything to jeopardize Jacob DeGrom and whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we see, you know, we're betters here. So, again, we wish for the best of health for for DeGrom for sure. But, you know, if we get news come tomorrow or the next couple of days that he's going to miss whatever it is, a month or whatever it might be as they try to get him healthy, these numbers for Cy Young are going to change. We're not going to get the numbers we're getting tonight. Is there any sort of bet you might speculatively make on you know, on the heels of maybe Degrom missing some time here, wait, wait to see I mean, if I've... wait to see if Trevor Bauer gets out of this bases loaded jam before you answer. <laughs> yeah, right. That that could be huge for him here yeah. as he faces that. Um, I really like Brandon Woodruff. I mean, I like both Brewers, but obviously Corbin Burns's number has has really jumped up there for good reason. He's been pitching out of his mind thus far, but Woodruff is kind of matching him darn near pitch for pitch. It's just kind of being a little bit overshadowed by Burns. In fact, uh, uh, Freddie Peralta is also being overshadowed by Burns and Woodruff. So they got three guys that are pitching remarkably well right now. Uh, So Woodruff at at 20 to one, there's a guy that I'd actually look at and, and kind of make the preemptive move. And then of course, because if DeGrom does go down for any amount of time, his number's gonna move and everybody else probably gonna have their number sliced a little bit. So I'd get in on Woodruff right now. I really do like him. Uh, any uh, any division odds? Cause again, we're, we're sort of teeing these up here. Any division odds? Let's take the National League Central, by the way, again, everything is so early. Uh, National League uh, East, the team in last place has a better run differential than the team in first place. That's how <laughs> ridiculous this is at this point of the year. But let's take the Central, because that's a scrum between the Brewers, Cardinals, Reds, and Cubs, one would imagine. One of these teams is not like the others in the Pirates. Uh, would you make a bet here? Uh, yeah, I think I'm still on the Reds. I, I I can't quit this team. I mean, they're they're treading water right now. They're about 500. I know I 
talk about them virtually every time I'm on with you, Gil, but uh, I still see a lot of talent here, even with some of the, the holes that we've seen. The bullpen hasn't been that good. Amir Garrett's been pretty disappointing, unfortunately, but again, I think bullpen, when that's your weakness, it can really hurt, but it's also something that you can build on the fly. You can improve in different ways that don't necessarily require massive moves. Um, I like their starting pitching. I do believe Luis Castillo is going to smooth out and be fine. Um, uh, same with Eugenio Suarez. I have virtually no concerns about him so i still like them and they got the uh they got the plus 600 there they got the plus 600 reds just three games back of both the cardinals and the brewers and finally here paul we talked about this a little bit last night as well I want to get your your thoughts i mean so eloy menez goes down before the season starts he's not gonna be back until in the summer then we look at at them losing luis robert as well now for at least three months could be four months could be longer because you got to think he'll have to get kind of back in shape as well and and, and get back yeah. in there um we look at this White Sox team. They're 15 and 12. There are some teams which I think are pretty good still in that division as well. We were looking. I mean, you can still get three to one on the twin, over three to one on the Twins, four to one on the Royals. Do you think that there's just too much talent on this White Sox team for them to lose this division, or are the Twins and Royals actual contenders here? Oh no, I, I think the Twins and Royals are contenders, and I. I'm still having a hard time completely ruling out Cleveland as well because of their pitching. Uh, they don't have a lot of hitting. They've really only got two pieces right now, Ramirez and Fran Mil Reyes and Jordan Lupile, actually. The only ones who are really hitting. They need some hitting to really come through. But the Twins and Royals, the Royals were a dark horse. I like them quite a bit. Paul, appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good one. You too, Paul Sporer on Twitter, at Sporer. Sons of the Cavs tied up at 114 with 24 <laughs> seconds left in that one. If we could only find it on a screen up here, Kelly, we can only do that. I, got guy. I think I got a guy for that. Oh, got a guy for that. All right. Talk to that guy. By the way, Garrett Cole, your short shot for Hale, signed at a plus 160 just to make it symmetrical. We'll come back. We'll update everything right here on Visa's Primetime Action. action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSEN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil. I'm trying to figure out because we have so many screens here. We're trying to figure out a collision occurred at home plate in the Yankees-Astros game. It appears that Martin Maldonado, well, now I was going to say he got the worst of it, but now they're, he didn't get the worst of it apparently because they're, uh, they're taking a Yankee off the field. Is that, was, oh, well, we just, <laughs> just left the screen. I thought it was happening again. It's amazing. It's Every time I talk about, about something, it just disappears. <laughs> um, can we get the license plate on the Yankee? But Martin Maldonado is down, and he is in serious pain. Um, so we'll see what that was. Let me try to piece Odor? it together. No, Odor is, was on first. So I don't think that's Odor. 
Oh, he got a knee in his in his like head and shoulder. So Is we'll that see. Frazier. We'll check. It might it might be Frazier. Yeah. Um, we'll figure out who that was, but that's going on there. The Suns and the Cavaliers go to overtime. Uh, Devin Booker missed a three at the buzzer. The Suns were 12 and a half point preflop favorites in this. Most, most importantly, uh, on the money line, the Cavaliers were north of $6, north of plus 600 in this game. Now, uh, let me just ask you this. How many people on planet Earth do you think bet the Cavaliers on the money line Seven. in this game? It is Odor. Um, it is Odor? So what happened is, because you know the home plate's kind of slippery. Yeah. And so he lunged at home, yeah. and his cleat kind of hit and turned sideways on him. So he knees in the head while his ankle bends right there in half. Oh. Yeah, which is gross. Oh, man. Yeah. Ugh. You know, I, here's the thing with the Yankees. They don't let you wear a beard and mustache, so Odor is virtually rec- unrecognizable. Yeah, he is. Yes. Ooh, that is a bad collision. This is the now. Here's the thing. This is where the Buster only, uh, Buster only, the Buster Posey rule comes in, right? Where they changed all of baseball, you know, from the beginning of time mm-hmm. to some years ago when former Rookie of the Year, former MVP, former three-time World Series champion, not former, but um, all of those accolades, Buster Posey. And then he got completely wrecked, you know, guarding home plate, which was always a baseball truism and just a, a reality of baseball. And then it's like, now you can't block the plate. This, you know, this is one of these where was he blocking the plate? He was doing all he could do, Maldonado. Yeah. It's baseball. I, 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 I you got to try to stop him from scoring. I know. It's a tie game. Odor looks like he's moving okay, though, in the dugout. Yeah. But that ball, might have been one of those that scares you a little bit more. Contusion, like, perhaps. You know those ones that scare you a little bit <laughs> yeah. more than the yeah. actual like injury. It probably hurt in the felt moment. The in, you felt the ankle yeah. move, but then like you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, right, I'm okay now. Uh, by the way, like, yeah. did I mention the Suns were 12 and a half point preflop favorites in this game? They score the first seven of overtime, 118 into overtime. So if oh, you have boy. the Cavs plus the points, you are not safe. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, <laughs> that, w- that would be brutal. Oh, my goodness. Not, not good things for the uh, Pelicans as Brandon Ingram was uh, – he's been limping, uh, I would say, towards the end of the second quarter and still looks like he's got something bothering him here in the third. And Zion Williamson just went back to the locker room no. with a, oh. an injury to his hand, apparently. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what, 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 the the year of the here? injury <laughs> is incredible. Kelly Kelly's just worried I, about his bed. But I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just, that is not true, Gil. I am so worried about the product of the NBA, okay? <laughs> Kelly, yes. What does this mean for me? Yes. No, but it's it's it is almost it's it's ridiculous in the NBA this year. Like it's just every it's and, and every big name player seems to you know, no one is immune. Uh so hopefully he is okay. Uh right now though, uh, Golden State getting it done. Uh, what is that? 65-61, early third quarter. Steph with a cool 30. Yeah, cool 30. Going for his 10th 40-plus game of the season. Steph Curry. Another Seth Chamber Russian or Steph Russian. Chamber tonight. Yep. I didn't I, I didn't dodge it two nights in a row. Nope. By the two way, n- nice of the Tigers to uh, light up the scoreboard in the top of the sixth. Just want to point that out. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Here it is. Here it is for you, Gil. Yeah. got the w- Steph Curry wheel. That's oh, it. nice. We really do need to have the chambers. So four or six, you win. Yeah. And then uh, the other one, he goes 35 plus. And then the other one, uh, Ubre or Wiggins, remember how to shoot a basketball. And you also. (laughs) Uh, That's very clever. 
very clever. Those guys downstairs, if, if it doesn't work out here on primetime action, uh, inside the NBA is waiting for them. <laughs> Just waiting for them. Uh, Suns by nine, two minutes into overtime. Remember, the pre-flop was 12 and a half. Oh, boy. This would be brutal if you're a Cavaliers bagger. Uh, coming back, we'll update everything right here on Beeson's Primetime Action. VEASAN experts are covering every sport on the board this spring to find the best bets every day. And now is a great time to invest in your long-term betting success. We provide all the tools you need to make the most informed bet every time, even if that means telling you when not making a bet is your best option. Our 24-7 video coverage, data, and analysis on vcin.com, daily members-only best bet emails, and in-depth coverage of every major event in Point Spread Weekly – all designed to help you improve your sports success year-round so your bankroll can last longer and you can increase your sports betting IQ. Learn from our experience and put our team to work for you today with our VSIN 10-day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe. Gil. Um, so this is happening, y'all. Uh, Phoenix is beating Cleveland with 53.9 seconds left in overtime, 131 to 116, though Cleveland is at the stripe here for a couple free throws. Uh, they hit the first. So 131 to 117 with one pending. Remember, the number in this game was 12 and a half. Uh, if the Suns cover here, this is absolutely SVP bad beat material. 131-118. So it's right, right on the number uh, with Phoenix with the ball. Um, this will be Phoenix's perhaps their last possession where they try to score and they shoot and they get it. And that is, is that a two or three? That's a three. three. Oh my God. Uh, that's the kid from West Virginia. What's my man's name again? This is, uh, this is just brutal. This is brutal to this, watch. Brutal. It, 134 to 118. So Cleveland would need a score, stop at a score to cover here. Of course, they don't know that, but Cavaliers better sure do. Uh, let's see what the Cavaliers do. Stop, pop, no good. Rebound, Suns. That's your ball game because they're not going to. They're not going to try to do anything. Cleveland's not going to try to do anything. The Suns beat the Cavaliers in overtime by outscoring them at twenty to four in overtime and cover the twelve and a half points in the process. We always say overtime is where underdogs go to die, but when it's a twelve and a half point dog, you don't really invoke that. Well, you could have. Phoenix covers. That is brutality for Cavaliers betters. In fact, so much so that I asked Kelly, what's the, what's the largest margin of victory in one NBA overtime? 16 has to be right up there. It's got to be. I think it's, from what I gather, it's 17. I, that, oh. that's, that is the largest I can find, yes. Yeah. 17. In 1983, the Blazers beat the Rockets yeah. 17 to nothing in overtime. Who did? Who beat the Rockets? The Blazers beat the Rockets 17 to nothing in overtime. What year was that? 83. So that's when the Rockets were horrific, and they were busy tanking, drafting like Elijah Wan and Samson those years. So they, they, wow. they didn't score at all in overtime. So they lost 17 to nothing in overtime. Not so it's that, right up there. Not in that order, by the way, Samson and Elijah Wan. Wow. So what we just saw there was borderline overtime history and was absolutely... 
one of your worst beats of the NBA season, if not the worst. Oh, I've looked up the Westbrook numbers. They add up. They're correct. From the tweet earlier. You did? Yes. Yes, they are correct. So, again, for those who missed it, Russell Westbrook is leading the NBA in both rebounds and assists since the All-Star game, which is insanity. But look at the margin on assists. 386 to 252. Second place is Chris Paul at 252. How can you have 134 more assists since February than anybody else in the NBA? It's wild. It's wild. Does Luca not play? Do which, all these other guys not play? Like, it's incredible to think I mean, about What's that. funny is the first thing that jumped out to me when I first saw this last night was the rebounds or this morning. I can't believe I can't remember when I grabbed this. 12 play. assists per game, by the way, if y'all were wondering. Yeah. yeah 31 I, games. The 31 games he's played since the uh, since the All-Star. I mean, the fact that you have guys like, I, I, I mean, yes, the assist, the, that amount of differential, that is by far the most amazing part of that. But the fact that you have guys in the, in the NBA these days, like there, there are centers like Gobert and Capella. That that's all they're on the court for is block shots and rebound. And the, and the fact that a, a point guard, if you want to call him that, is just is doing that. That's it, it, it's amazing. You guys are correct. Largest margin of victory overtime game: Portland at Houston, January twenty second, nineteen eighty three. Here's the thing: like we've been talking about this most of the most of the season here on the show, but like it's not. Russell Westbrook, like, if you think this is just a flash in the pan oh, or no. anything, it's only going to get easier for him to put up these numbers if we keep scaling up on how many threes are shot every game. I mean, that's when you have a bigger guard, physical guard, that's able to go get long rebounds. Uh, okay, if we sh- keep shooting more threes, he's going to get more and more rebounds every year. You want to play those guys in the playing game? No, you don't. No. Russell Westbrook Speaking and Bradley Beal. Three-pointers. Steph yes. Curry, fastest player to reach 300 three-pointers. Did it in just 58 games. He has eight tonight. So happy for him. <laughs> so pleased. <laughs> what are you doing? What were you thinking this morning? We were like, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to bet against Steph, Steph and the Warriors. Because the numbers were there, Gil. The I numbers know. are gi- there, and we—that's what I'm going off of, yeah. you know. And that's—you just don't think it's going to happen two nights in a row. Listen, I'm—I'm I'm stupid also because I—I looked at the uh, the NBA schedule tonight, and I was like, oh, Sacramento's only a four and a half point favorite <clears throat> against OKC. I should grab them. Of course, I didn't. But by the way, it's ten right now. It might not work out. But that was one of those I looked straight at and didn't bet. So you know, Sacramento's going to get home. I didn't walk into the studio thinking that I was just going to sit here and rail on the Texans all all show long or oh, whatever. But please, I was poking around here. I know it's always a possibility. We, we each have our thing. We, well, so I, I go back to you. Around yep. on, I was poking around on DraftKings because if you, if we if we remember, we said you better go get that four and a half because it's going away. The under on the four and a half. Yeah, down to four at DraftKings. There's a three and a half as well out there. Right now, three and a half in a seventeen game schedule. In a seventeen game schedule, it's off the 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 hook is now gone at DraftKings. It's sitting at a flat four. I still like the under, but I mean, you know, you've got it. You've you just, your push equity now is just so much higher. It's, it's, off off the top of your head, do you ever remember a three and a half in a sixteen I've game? Never schedule? seen a, I've never seen a three. I've never seen one that low. And now we're getting one in seventeen. Yeah, that's how bad that team is. Flat four right now at DraftKings. So we knew the four and a half was going away. We were positive that was going away. I did not know it was going to go away this soon. We hadn't even seen the schedule. We don't even know how the schedule is going to rack up. Let me give you just a sort of, I, there's so many ways to try to explain how bad what the Texans have done is. And, and if you're a Texans fan, I apologize for this. But it's like, you know, when, when they traded DeAndre Hopkins, 
to the Cardinals. And all of us were just going nuts about it. It was one of those instances where we didn't go nuts enough about it. And if you remember Bill Barnwell from ESPN at the time, who grades every single trade in the N- in the NFL, uh, his opening comment to the DeAndre Hopkins trade, and this was the Bill O'Brien years, of course, but his opening comment was, did DeAndre Hopkins lose an arm and I wasn't informed about it? Like, that's how, that's how ridiculous the Bill O'Brien administration was. And much of this is just sort of the fumes of that. Um, boy, oh boy. And Deshaun, you know, I, as, as interesting as that prop was on Aaron Rodgers last night, I think the Deshaun Watson prop is much more interesting because I think he could be suspended and he could start midseason somewhere else. That's, yeah. what, that's what I see coming with that, uh, regardless of what happens off the field. Not regardless, but if it goes his way, that's a best-case scenario. Coming back on Visa's Primetime Action. the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. It's also U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. For entertainment purposes only, no results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. And now it is time for Prop Watch. All right. So a little bit of Raptors Clippers action tonight. Gil's amused. As you know, I just like the big drums. Okay. <laughs> just excited about the intro. Big drum fan. Big drum guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Paul George, points total here. 25 and a half. Rebounds, seven and a half. Assists, four and a half. Uh, we also have points, rebounds, and assists up there for Paul George. 37 and a half. Uh, and then three points made as well. That's at three and a half. Kawhi's number, 23 and a half for points. Seven and a half for rebounds. Four and a half for assists. 34 and a half for points, rebounds, and assists. And one and a half on three-pointers made. Uh, that's just for the Clippers there at the top. Anything jumping out to you on this, Matt? Not a ton. <laughs> I mean, no. it's like... That's a very slow take right there. <laughs> yeah, wow. Kyle Lowry is no, not playing tonight. That He did just get ruled out a little while ago. No Lowry. Uh, okay, so, so those yeah. points are going somewhere. No Lowry. Those points will go somewhere. So I'm I guess think... that this these lines are not accurate. Though. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lowry off well, is yes going to affect no. all the Raptors ones. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So all the Raptors ones aren't. Um, yeah, you're, Van, Vliet, Van Vliet will definitely be higher than that. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I'll tell you, the one mistake I almost made today was rushing to bet. A, I almost rushed to bet Reggie Jackson over because I, I didn't know Beverly was was coming back tonight. Yeah, but now, now it looks like he's a go. When was Lowry announced? Mo- I just saw it on my moments time. Moments like, ago. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still that's, up on. That's the thing with all of this. It's like with the NBA, it's like you, if you're not right up to game time, you know. But I, I would imagine these aren't available. But Van Vliet will benefit most from Lowry. And one would assume that Reggie will be the one that would take the downtick here of the ones listed for the Beverly 
uh, presence in this game. Yeah, but his number had been much higher than that recently, so yeah, they kind of already adjusted for that one. I, I, I mean, Van Vliet, if you can find a still find a twenty and a half, I would. I'd be, play the over on. That. Yeah, I would be interested in that. But yes, I, I most likely is probably be pulled down. Uh, I probably won't be able to find. That one, Paul George, I mean, he's been on a scoring craze lately, but that with Kawhi back in the lineup, I would lean under on Paul George. Uh, he is Kawhi is starting tonight. Um, and the other under lean to this would also be like, so no Lowry. Uh, how, how competitive are the Raptors going to be in this game, right? So, so there might no be an Gary opportunity. Trent, Gary Trent Jr., too, had been, who has yeah, been great for And him. OG is out as well. Yep. So, so how, how competitive are they actually going to be in this game, which leads you to. One of those guys, if not both of those guys, finding the bench way earlier as well, right? Like Kawhi and Paul George. Guys that like guys that they like to rest a lot, Gil. You don't want to bet Kim Birch or Vika Zubats? Like the unders on George and Leonard and the over on Van Vliet, that being said, none are in my account. Yeah, that's uh, I, I would. Yeah, I would, that's you, where I would I'm lean glad to. You said that because that's uh, we, we always we do want to remind folks just because we're talking about the prop does not mean we are wagering on this. We will tell you when we are wagering on something. Yeah, to I mean, the to the good and bad for the with Lowry out, OG out. I mean, the guys who are going to get the most playing time it's it's Malachi Flynn and Rodney Hood who's going to see the most. So you can lean some overs there, but I'm not. I w- I wouldn't be running running to the account to bet either one of those. The, uh, the Mavericks are beating up on the Heat. Of course, we talked about the Heat. Just no, they don't have any players, but this just goes to show, Kelly. We were talking about like on nights where Luca does actually have help, that this Mavericks team can like really beat up on someone. Or so he he's twenty three twelve and seven right now. Actually twenty three twelve and eight. Just got another assist. But Tim Hardaway Jr.'s gone for thirty thirty in this game. He's eight of thirteen from downtown. And so he gets a little bit of help. Mavericks can win games. It's just you know the problem is is his his help is so inconsistent that it's just very hard to, to are count you, on. Are you a bigger believer in the, I mean, I don't think we're big believers in either of these teams, but are you a bigger believer in the Mavericks or the Heat? Excellent, the excellent question. Mavericks. I would go Heat. I know you would, but you're a homer. <laughs> Everyone should take Kelly's opinion, <laughs> wad it up, and throw it in the garbage can. Uh, that's well, that's well said. We'll get that recorded and get that on uh, repeat, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, the one with the Heat and the Mavericks and the Heat, they both have their own interesting problems. You're right. We've talked about that before with Mavericks. When he gets the help, they look pretty good. And the Heat, for me, it's like the whole team's got to be there. If Jimmy Butler's not playing, if Dragic is out, Hero's out tonight, and it's like they rely on the they rely on Hero and Dragic so well, much Depot's more for scoring out. than what people realize, I think. And it's just it's tough for me to bet on that team when any of those guys you are out. Fight up there that the in the in the Nets and Bucks. Um one oh four, one oh six right now with like seven and a half left in the fourth. The stars are doing their thing though. Durant with thirty, Kyrie with thirty one, and Giannis with thirty. So they're all doing their part. One oh six, one oh four, Bucks with seven twenty four left. That'll go down to the wire, because it just will. And then your uh, your Golden State New Orleans game, um, Warriors with a little bit of separation, which is not what you wanted to hear, Kelly. Eighty five to seventy nine. Steph, the Steph watch continues. Will it be his tenth forty point game of the year? Thirty five right now with nine twenty five left. Yeah, I'm guessing he'll uh, he'll hit forty there. Zion back on the floor, by the way, for uh, anybody. Oh, well, that's good. Him. He's twenty. He's got twenty one and ten. Four assists, three steals. Did you so. factor in Andrew Wiggins dropping twenty four tonight? Well, he 
he had I think he had twenty something last night. So that, that that's where that's part of the wheel. That was part of the wheel earlier. You know, mm-hmm. if uh, if Steph has uh, the random help from Wiggins or Ubre, then you're then you're in trouble again. Yeah. If you have I, conviction in the Nets, just just throwing it out there. You can catch five and a half with them right now. Down one oh eight, one oh four. Uh yeah. you can catch five and a half with them. The Bucks must score here. I was for gonna five say and a half. There yeah. is, yeah. So it's by yeah, six it now. Yeah. That wouldn't have made any sense. Giannis, I saw this note at half at halftime. Giannis scored twenty plus points in three straight halves against the Nets. You ready for the playoffs? I because the the regular season, I will say this, it, it has been can we acknowledge just from an from a handicapping of an NBA standpoint? Obviously, the year of the injury. But when we do our our radio shows in the morning, those of us who who do that, it's it's hard to it's hard to handicap NBA games so many hours beforehand. I don't ever remember that being the case. Yes, it, and right. and so it's been a difficult year, at least with the playoffs. And that's why, like talking about the seating to me. You know, at least with the play-in situation, you know those teams are motivated, right? So it's the first time of the NBA season, and it's the only time before the postseason where you can count on 100% motivation and 100% participation if, if guys are healthy. So I'm just ready for us not to have to worry about all these shenanigans, the off-the-court, will this guy play, will that guy not? Because that prop watch is just a great example. It's like, okay, well, we can't talk about that. Yeah. And we're what is it? Ten minutes, you know, fifteen minutes before the actual game. Well, I mean, it's that. I mean, it's that, and combined with combined with real injuries this year, right? Correct. Like we were talking about injuries. earlier. I mean, you've got guys that just so many stars that have been dealing with injuries all season long, and I, I, I yeah, it's. Uh, I, listen, I'm ready. I'm ready for the playoffs to get here, but. I would love every team as healthy as possible so we get the best product possible. We, we didn't mention how uh, fortunate the uh, Lakers were last night to hold on to that win. Um, again, if they had lost that, and they have a really tough stretch of games, do the Lakers uh, The Lakers have right here. Uh, the only one tougher, I think, is the, well, a few tougher, but the Knicks certainly have the toughest of the bunch. But the Lakers just held on to a 93-89 win over the Nuggets last night. They were up 10 and then the Nuggets just furious rally, and the Lakers held on. That uh, Anthony Davis block at the end. Yeah. That was. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's pretty, He's good. pretty good. He, yep. and, and it was fun. We were talking about that game last last night before it started, and, and you know, I thought you were absolutely right. We are still kind of waiting for Anthony Davis to look right. That He finally started to look right in that game last night. Bucks are up 11. Man, you look away, you look back up, they're up 11. 544 we a, left. We get, we get tweets. Tony Cook. Tweets in um, in this uh, White Sox and Reds game that uh, Dylan Cease on the hill. He's gone five innings, has given up one hit against the Reds. He is also three for three at the plate tonight. Uh, this is one of oh, the AL visiting, the, uh, visiting an NL park. So the AL pitcher is hitting. The AL pitcher is three for three at the plate tonight. So that's how you crack He has two Dylan more hits than he has given up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dylan Cease, just what you would have expected. Eight to nothing. White Sox <laughs> over the Reds. At the Great American Small Park in Cincinnati. Kelly, I know you already dug into the golf. I was doing it a little bit this afternoon. If people are doing that at home tonight, just as you go back and, you know, if you're a course history person, just remember as you go back and look over the course history of this tournament that this course used to be a par 72 and got moved to a par 71 just a couple of years ago. So whenever you kind of start going and dating back and looking over, 
all of this just kind of start to when you're doing your research just remember this course has changed also when you do look at the the recent winners of this tournament as well you'll go back and you'll see brian Harmon in 2017 as well it, he it was not played on this course in 2017 uh this tournament was being prepped for a major and so when that happened uh they moved and played a different course as well so again he, he did win this tournament by name he didn't win on this course so just some stuff as you're doing your golf prep tonight um, there has been some changes to this uh, to this course and to the way that things go whenever you look at the course history here. And we'll do the draft tomorrow. Danielle, you're in on the draft tomorrow night? Golf? I suppose. Do you some research tonight? How are you? No, I do better when I don't. When I pick in the moment, I've won. When I've done research, I've lost horribly. What would you do on your three first innings tonight? How'd those go? Uh, so uh, we know how the Giants-Rockies finished. That was ooh, gone. Right. Uh, but Blue Jays' A's did come through. Unfortunately, Rays' Angels did not. The Rays did score in the top of the first. So um, just a wash on that one. Okay. One more pending, or that's it? That's it. For that's it for tonight. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Yes, we will. And we'll do our one and done in golf for the uh, Wells Fargo Championship. Kelly and Matt will have a whole bunch of bets. And uh, let's just say, again, of all the things that happened tonight, Phoenix covering in overtime uh. over Cleveland with a 20 to 4 overtime covering the 12 and a half a 16 point win in overtime 17 the largest overtime margin of victory in the history of the National Basketball Association what a brutal beat for cats ATS betters for Matt Danielle and Kelly Skill Alexander we'll talk to you tomorrow night on primetime action nightcap with Tim Murray is next yeah.